This is the MLW Radio Network. It's been a while, Freeland. Since, it has since been we were, a while. It has been. Well, since Tuesday night, but you know, it's been a while since we've been on FSN together. It has been a while. It's good to see you, my friend. Uh, how you been? Uh, n- not bad. I did a little remodeling. Uh, I'm on the set of Golden Girls. I figured. So, I figured. You know. It looks like you're uh, been cooking any uh, any casseroles, making any pies. It looks very homey where you're at right now. The, actually, right now, uh, I got me a cheesecake for some late night talks over the table. I love it. You, my friend, are a good friend. Uh, so, what do we got tonight on the program? Hey, hey, hey! You better sit there and check this man out on ESPN. You better get, better go to YouTube and get on his page. This man is the human highlight. We got Mr. Isaiah Moore. Hey, what's up, guys? Mr. Isaiah Moore, it is good to have you on the program. Uh, how is life treating you, buddy? Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. And uh, life treat me uh, not too bad. I couldn't. Uh, I can't complain. Got some beautiful babies. I've been able to travel a lot more lately, so cannot complain about life. That is tremendous. So things are getting better uh, post-pandemic, I would assume, for you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the pandemic was, and as crazy as this sounds, it was, uh, sorry about the light there. It was uh, pretty beneficial to me, honestly. I was, uh, I had a lot of, a lot of help during it. So it kind of helped me, uh, grow as far as a performer and, uh, after wise, yeah, it's been very beneficial. We've heard from a lot of people who we've talked to that during the pandemic, it, it gave people an opportunity to rest, get their body healed up, uh, work on some things that they, they really needed to get worked out, maybe, uh, change up a routine, whatnot. So, you know, there's always a silver lining inside of every situation, and it sounds like there was definitely one with you. Absolutely. Uh, I had a lot of time to reflect about uh, myself personally and uh, physically as mentally. I uh, I got a lot more serious about going to the gym. I got a lot more serious about uh, my character work and what I really wanted out of wrestling. So I had, uh, of course, a lot of time to reflect, you know, being stuck in the house. Yeah, no, without a shadow of a doubt. Um Let's kind of introduce the audience to you who who may very well be familiar with you, but some people who may not be. Um, tell me a little bit about, you know, a little bit of background about yourself as far as athletics, as far as the whole nine yards. Kind of tell us, you know what, who exactly is Isaiah Moore when it comes to athletics and sports? Uh, athletics and sports. So I played, um, I played like, you know, like rocket football and, uh, basketball I played football up until high school and then I don't know I just decided to stop playing football and uh, I took I uh, went to the basketball route and uh, I played basketball all four years played uh, two years of varsity and now uh, we won conference championships and uh, that was a fun time and then after uh, after high school I kind of just stopped because the summer that I graduated is the summer that I started training to be a wrestler so I kind of decided not to, uh, I, I started college. I probably went like a month and that probably didn't make my mom very happy, but, uh, I went hey, about a month. It, yeah. I gave it the, college old, try. the old college try I did. And it was just, it was just one of those things like, you know, I, it's not where I want to, not where I see my life going right now. So I kind of just decided to stop going and I uh, got lucky. My dad was working with a guy at the time who had started training uh, wrestling. And on a random Sunday in July, I uh, started wrestling. You know, I don't blame you. Uh, college isn't for everybody in, in your bank account and uh, no student loans is probably, you're probably well, far better off than most of us are who did end up going because I think I calculated I'm in debt 12 Humvees fully loaded. If that just gives you a ballpark price of, yeah, yeah how much uh, I'm going to be paying the man for a very, very long time at the university uh, financial aid department. So <laughs> let's kind of talk about this. So, you know, by in some ways, coincidence, you get to meet with someone who is in professional wrestling. Tell me mm-hmm. about who that person was and, and how that kind of sparked your interest. Uh, it, so, guy's name's uh joe simpson uh and he was uh he had been did some independent stuff he trained with uh 
bipolar who uh, trained with Mick Foley. Um, and so I was also like, I grew up with wrestling in my life as well. So that was like, that was always a thing. So as far as like sparked my interest, you know what I mean? Like it was always gung ho, but uh, no, I had, I had met Joe and he was really, really cool. And he put us in the right direction. Like he, uh, he bought us a ring to train in and uh, he really took care of us. Like he bought the first pair of wrestling boots that I, or wrestling shoes and kick pads that I ever wore. And uh, so he was really, really helpful to me. And uh, that just kind of kept inspiring me to, you know, like if someone like this randomly believes in me, you know, who I, I got to keep going for it. You know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, uh, Joe is a pretty cool guy. So as you had mentioned before, wrestling had always been something that had been around you. Was there mm-hmm. anybody that or any group of people that you specifically liked watching uh, back in the day? Was there anybody that you gravitated to when the TV was on? You're like, I, I got to stop and check these guys out. Uh, when I was really little, uh, me and my dad used to watch Stone Cold a lot. Like he's the reason why I fell in love with pro wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, guys like him, uh, The Rock, obviously. Um I liked guys like Paul London, uh Rey Mysterio, Eddie Guerrero. Uh so anytime those guys came on the TV, The Undertaker, obviously, because he's the Undertaker. How can you not? <laughs> but uh as far as when I was really, really little, yeah, Stone Cold was probably the go-to guy that really glued me to the screen. And then as I got older, I got in the John Cena phase. So nice. That was fun. <laughs> So, Isaiah, Stone Cold, John Cena, they're two of your biggest inspirations. But how did you come about the style you that you wrestle right now? Um, honestly, I'd probably have to credit that to uh, Tyler Matthews. He's been a big uh, guy in my career. He uh, helped hone my craft a lot. He taught me a lot of wrestling psychology. So uh, it kind of makes me think in it a little bit of a different way, you know. Um, plus, I always loved, like, the old school pro wrestling. So, like, you know, watching them go out there and tell more of a story than focus on what kind of move. Like, yeah, I know that I'm an athletic guy and I can do some things, but I also don't want to just be known as that uh, that flippy guy that, you know what I mean, just what, what spot can you do next? That's not really me. I like to tell a story out there because wrestling is an art. You know, so I would definitely say Tyler probably uh, changed my perspective on wrestling there and uh, Stone Cold definitely just because I know he always told a story. My favorite match of all time is the uh, WrestleMania 13 with him and Brett, the double turn. Like to me, nothing beats that. That that was one of the greatest matches, you know, in wrestling history. But uh, you sit there and your name, the human highlight. And I was watching your highlight video, and Freeland, I, if you get a chance, get on his Twitter page, check Absolutely. out the, check out his hype video. He does a move that I have never seen anybody do. It's a German to a nip up to a Pele kick combination, and it looks amazing. How did you come up with that? Uh. I was uh, at a show, and uh, it was probably uh, EHF out of South Bend, Elkhart. And uh, Jason Hotch was on the show, and he was doing – I'm not sure if he was working Sam Beal or whoever, but uh, he was doing a deadlift German. And uh, I always – you know what I mean? Like, I always loved that move. It was always always like an O'Connor roll into the big lift, and I was like, that's pretty cool. I can't go around, you know, lifting everybody because – I'm a buck 75 on a good day. So uh, I thought, what about an O'Connor roll, but you release. And I was doing a Pele at the time and trying to figure out a cool way to, you know, like, well, how can I insert this here? So put two and two together and got the old O'Connor roll Pele. Wow. Well, you know what? Um, if you have, uh, if I had been on the receiving end of that, that may be the name of the move, but what it would be called to your opponent is called workers comp. Uh, there's no way I would get up. Let, let, let's be honest here. I mean, that is incredibly impressive. 
so <laughs> kind of taking a step backwards here. So when you're training, what would you say was the most grueling aspect about the way you were trained? I mean, was it a situation of, you know, they just wanted to run you and cardio and that was a big thing? Or did they try to stretch you? Or what would you say was the most challenging and difficult thing from a physical aspect? Uh, from a physical aspect, probably yeah, stretching. That's fun. <laughs> uh, learning how to slow down. You know what I mean? Like that's probably the biggest thing was uh, probably stretching. <laughs> it was never it was never like chopped to death or anything crazy like that. But no, I've been stretched quite a few times. <laughs> that's that's for sure. For uh, many of reasons so <laughs> <laughs> so you're training you're going through the process you're learning a heck of a lot in the process as well and was there any point in time where you said you know what this is not for me or was it a situation of you know how many bumps bruises contusions whatever it may be i'm in it for the long haul i actually love feeling this way uh during training honest to god no I never really had that uh, I want to give this up thing because that's, to me, that's what I had to prove. I had a lot to prove to me. I had a lot to prove to, you know, mom and dad because I had just quit college. And, <laughs> you know, so it was, there was never really a moment where it was, this isn't for me. I mean, like later on the line, you know, I've had those moments just because, you know, wrestling has its ups and downs, but definitely not during training. That was, I was very gung-ho and very like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I wanted to learn more. And I mean, I still want to learn more, but, you know, there was never a doubt in my mind that I didn't want to do this or wanted to give it up. You know, you've been wrestling for a better part of a decade now. And obviously, we often talk about the bump card. You know, your bump card only has so many in it. Um, the way you approach your matches, do you feel like you try to be cognizant of that? Or are you more, hey, you know what, let's just kind of go at it, whatever tells a good story? Or are you always trying to be mindful of, you know what, I don't want to take too many risks in said match because I, I do realize that, you know, if, if I have to miss a couple of bookings or whatnot, that can definitely affect me. So when I was younger, absolutely not. I did not, you know what I mean? I was all, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'll take whatever or I'll do whatever. Uh, as... I'm starting to get a little bit older and I've traveled a little bit more and worked with different people and learned from different guys. Abs I, I keep it in the back of my mind at all times. Where am I at? Is this worth that? Uh, what kind of story are we trying to tell? You know what I mean? Like, uh, and, and especially now because I have kids, I definitely want to, I not only want to wrestle for the next 20 years, but I also want to be able to walk and run with my kids for the next 20 years. So, I definitely keep that in the back of my mind. The old, the bump card. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a little bit cautious about it now, more now than I was then. You had mentioned something earlier on about, you know, just doing different spots. And, and in some ways, wrestling has gotten, the, I, I use the phrase flippy dippy. And uh, it, it's gotten to the point where there's a lot of people who love to do these aerial assaults, uh, Cirque du Soleil type of things. And I feel like sometimes we get away from really what telling a good wrestling story is, you know, grabbing a hold, working a leg, working an arm, um, really trying to show that raw emotion of, of what really tells a really good story, your facials, all that kind of stuff. A lot of the things that you had mentioned before that really made you gravitate to Stone Cold. Do you feel like in some ways, um, the people that you work with when you're putting a match together, do you try if they're younger to say, Hey, you know what? You might not want to try to do so many spots. You might want to hone in on really trying to tell your story a little bit differently than just spot, spot, spot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Cause I, cause like I said earlier, you know, I was that same kid that wanted to go out and do this and do that. And I'm not, I don't ever like, no, we can't, we can't do that. Like, you know what I mean? I'll try to like work with the guy or whatever to see if maybe we can come at it a different angle. Cause I don't want anyone going out there and getting hurt or, you know what I mean? I'm not a guy that wants to go out there and Hey, I've never done this before, but let's try this. You know, I want, I'm a big, big, big guy on safety, like no matter what it is. So if I'm working with somebody that's new and they want to go out there and do this, this and that, or, they want to go do a dive out on concrete when there's, you know what I'm saying? No padding, no nothing. 
I'm going to be the guy that's like, hey, man, let's uh, let's rethink that a little bit because, you know, what I'm saying you're going to want to wrestle next week or you're going to want to go to, a, you, you know, the job on Monday. You know what I'm saying? Like you got a you got a life outside of this. Wrestling is always going to be there. But, you know, your body's got to body's got to hold up, too. Yeah. So, so, Isaiah, are you the type of guy that likes to plan out your match like A, B, C, D? Or do you want to go out there and just call in the ring? Or is there a third option where, okay, we got this spot, this spot, this spot, but we're sit there and, and, and work our way to it on the fly? Uh, I'm comfortable pretty much with whatever. So, like, I like to pride myself on being able to work with anybody and any type of thing. Uh, so, but for me personally, I like to figure out what story we're telling. So I like to figure out the finish first, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, what are we trying to get to? What's the end game? What exactly? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what kind of story are we trying to tell? And, uh, then, and then we can figure out, you know, point A, point B, you know, all yeah. that good stuff. Uh, Isaiah, did you ever have a match where, you know, you had stuff planned out, but the crowd just wasn't into it? And what did you what did you do to sit there and try to reel the crowd back in? Uh, Yeah, <laughs> I have. Um, it was uh, at the Century Center in South Bend. Uh, I was uh, wrestling John T. Keith and uh, the match just it wasn't there. You know what I mean? Like, I mean it wasn't like a bad match or anything like that, but the crowd just wasn't really feeling it. I did a dive early in the match and it was uh, like undertakered myself almost, I guess, if you want to put it that way, it was like a Mm -hmm. scorpion. It sucked. So that kind of took away. There was a spot where we thought he might've got injured and, uh, and I was trying to go home because, you know, I was really still green at the time. So, I, you know what I mean? Like, if you're hurt, and even still now, if you're hurt, let's let's get it over with, buddy. Let's go home. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the crowd really wasn't into it. Um, I, you know, I couldn't really put the figure on, uh, you know, the finger on why at the time. But uh, I kind of just tried to do the best I could because there's not really much you can do because if they're either in it or they're not. And you know what I mean? The best you can do is just still go out there and still try to tell that story that you're telling you uh, try to get to the home and hopefully that the finish pays off in the end, you know, you know, just to kind of piggyback on that last question you had mentioned sometimes when, when you notice somebody might have gotten hurt and somebody who might be, you know, okay, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent right now. And you decide to go home and, and, and end it there. Let's take it from a situation where everything is going amazing and the crowd is super into it. Was there ever a moment when you walked out there and it just felt like everyone was just walking on clouds, everything went perfect? It Just one of those situations where in your mind you think, man, you know, am I ever going to have one of those matches where I feel like everything that I intended to do went off smoothly without a hitch and at the end of it, you walk back through the curtain and you're incredibly proud of your performance. Uh, yeah, I had a match with Jason Hotch at uh, Metro Pro Wrestling. It was the first time that I got to go there. And I had known him for years now, you know what I mean? He had uh, came in and I had pretty much watched him grow up and now he's all blew up, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But no, uh, first time I was at Metro and uh, he and I were having this match and we were, we went over it a few times and then there was a there became a point where we were calling it to where we didn't have to speak. You know what I mean? Like there was no, we didn't have to say a single word. It was just, we knew what we were doing. We knew how we felt and went through the curtain, man. And it was just, it was just one of those nights. It was just like magic. It was just clicking. We were out there just telling the story we had the crowd in the palm of our hands literally probably within the first 30 seconds of the match it was uh it was just one of those cool moments you know what i mean we're out there you know you're doing your thing you know everything's looking crisp uh everything that you know you thought you'd get that reaction there you got exactly what you were looking for it was it was a really cool night and we walked back from that and that's still that's probably always going to be one of my favorite matches 
but uh yeah definitely definitely a cool feeling man i can't explain that well piggyback off of that one uh you say jason hodge you guys had a nice crisp match that was amazing uh how what other guys have or ladies have you worked where it's just like you see that, that you're working them on the card and it's like man easy sit there and payday go out there do what we do and you know take it home um yeah there there's uh there's been a few guys like that uh ren jones uh liked work i got to work with him up at aaw that was like bread and butter uh travis titan really mm -hmm. good really good guy love him man uh same place a aw that was really awesome uh psh, there, there's a few guys uh even on the uh the local scene uh i always have a good match with uh theo storm uh he's been he was my tag partner for better part of three years and uh so whether against their tagging that's always money tyler matthews he like i said he was one of the guys that helped train me so that's also uh, another good match. Um, yeah, uh, it's hard for me to really think about everybody. I've had quite a – I, I can't say I've had quite a few magical moments, but I, there's quite a few good, great to good workers that uh, I can go out there and just not have to worry about anything. And it's, and it's always great to have that feeling, you know. <laughs> It's so awesome you mentioned uh, AAW, uh, good friends of the show, Danny Daniels and uh, Trent Zaberry. I uh, know the guys very well, and they do an amazing job up there. Let Absolutely. Me, let me ask you this. Is there any promotions that, and I know it's hard to say, you know, which ones you really enjoy going to, but is there any promotion where you know that the guys they bring in, it's just there's something special each time that you're brought in uh, to go ahead and, and do what you do? Is there anywhere that – you know, you, you kind of light up a little bit extra, like, all right, this is what we're going to do. Is there is there any place like that that jumps off the top of your mind? Um, Metro Pro always brings in some decent talent. Uh, I like them. Uh, uh, RCW in Indiana always has a solid card. They bring it. They bring in some hot talent there. Um. Obviously, AAW, <laughs> that's like top-notch talent. Uh, I can't remember the name of this Fed right now. That's kind of going to bug me about that one. But uh, I've been uh, in the Wisconsin scene, Legacy Pro Wrestling. I'm their heavyweight champ right now, and they've been uh, they've been recently bringing in some better talent. I love going up there. Those guys have treated me really, really well. Uh, Horror Slam Wrestling always has a good card. Uh, guys like Tommy Vendetta, that's a, that's a guy that I should have mentioned in the uh, list of guys you can go out there and have a match with and not even have to worry about anything that guy I'd put over anytime anyway. But uh, yeah, definitely say there. So in your time in pro wrestling, you have been in a lot of different places. Um, and I, I realized here, you know, pro wrestling, all stars of Detroit. Uh, congratulations on that, by the way. The champion. Yes, that is pretty awesome. Let me, let, when I bring this, okay, this is, I'm going to kind of mark out. I'm going to seem like kind of a, Oh, a, a fan here. When it comes to the belt, okay, do you show your friends the belt? You get together with people. Do you let them put the belt on? Do you let them walk around and do a little strutting? Do you, do you let them take a picture with the belt? What's your thoughts on family, friends? Can I see the belt? What's your thoughts on that? Um, my 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 brother and my dad are those guys, and my buddy Antoine is a guy like that that loves the you know what I mean. They're like my biggest fans in the world, so that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, anytime that I win a belt or something like that, they're always I'm the champ now. Or, or my brother's <laughs> I'll bring my brother to training with me sometimes and let him have some fun and stuff like that. And uh, he always wants to uh, fight for belts. I uh, got one title that the company ended up shutting down, unfortunately. So they ended. I just have the belt now, and then it's a pretty cool belt. So I I gave it to him because he's like, I'm gonna frame it one day, and I'm like, okay. So he uh, <laughs> he he always uh, brings that belt out. We're gonna fight for this at training, right? <laughs> so uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, uh, I used to love the stories uh, about back in the day when they sit there and you won a title and, and the guys, all, everybody in the locker room sit there and hype you up, man, you got to wear that through the airport. 
and it's like okay I'll, 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 you know i'll wear it through the airport and then I'll, they're all just laughing at him you know i used to love hearing those stories oh yeah those are great i'm very uh, fortunate that i wasn't that guy though <laughs> oh man, no so, so throughout Bro. your career so far you, you've gotten to go like i said before a lot of places and you mentioned legacy as well and i think mm-hmm. that is a, an amazing place uh great lakes wrestling association not super familiar with them what was your experience working with them uh i still work with them to this day because they were uh they're about 40 minutes from where i live i'm from buchanan michigan so they're in Coloma, not a very far drive. Uh, they were one of the companies that was very helpful and beneficial to me during the pandemic because after a while when stuff started to clear up, we were able to do the uh, pandemic shows. And during that time, you know, there's no there's no people that you're working in front of. You're working in front of cameras and you're working the boys. So it's like you're out there with nothing. So you really got to figure out a way to 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 find yourself in that moment you know what i mean you have to get yourself over you have to you know so that really helped me as far as character wise because i had no choice but to you know figure out who the hell is isaiah moore and then during that time uh it was like you know the last couple of years i was able to figure out the human highlights so would you say it, it takes a while to to find out who you are i mean i know it sounds kind of a a corny question but i feel like there's a lot of wrestlers who start wrestling you know, they start to get a repertoire down, but it takes a while before they get to that that point where they really start to feel comfortable in their body and they know who they are and they know the way they want to display their brand. Would you agree that is a maturational process that doesn't always come immediately? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't come up with that. Like, I, I can speak for myself personally. I didn't come up with the human highlight until my fifth year i'm going on uh six years now well seven years excuse me but uh you know what i'm saying it you don't it definitely is a thing that you have to go deep and find you kind of have to uh soul search in a weird way (laughs) because you have to find out like you know what i mean you're not uh you don't want to be just playing the wrestler you know what i'm saying if you're in it you should you should want to be the wrestler and uh part of that is finding out who you are in it because if you're not believing in you, you're not believing in yourself, there's no way from anywhere to 50 to 15,000 people are ever going to believe who you are or what you're trying to portray in that character. So, yeah, it's definitely a definitely a process. And even still now, it's still trying to find things that work and niche and, you know, what works best for me. So it's an ongoing thing, I think. Kind of a two-tiered question here. Um, I guess part one would be during the early formative years of your career where you were definitely still trying to to learn the process of what do I do and how do I handle things? Was there anybody who um, befriended you or anybody that you stayed in contact with? Someone that continued to, in some ways, I guess maybe mentor, but at least kind of gave you the ropes as far as this is how you do this. This is what you do when you travel. This is what you do. Was there anybody like a, a big brother or someone who was a, a really positive influence on you that kind of helped you learn your way? Uh, so two guys that I can really say that have stayed in touch and always like checked on me, stuff like that. One of them uh, goes by uh, Tony Thunder. Uh, some he's a he's been a controversial guy. And a lot of people, you know what I mean? Everybody feels indifferent, but that's life. But uh, to me personally, I've never had an issue with the guy. And uh, he's always been very helpful uh, helpful to me, you know, stuff like locker room etiquette and, you know, traveling, what to do here and what to do there, uh, stuff like definitely like that. And then another guy, uh, Russ Jones. Yes. That's my dude. Oh, my uh, God, that man's a beast. Yes, he is. And I love that man. He – uh he uh, was a big, you know, he was the reason how I got into AAW uh, in the first place, which uh, very thankful for that and thankful uh, Danny Daniels for letting me be on the show. But um, those two guys have always been there and always reached out and always checked on me. And uh, another guy, the he didn't, I can't say that he uh, 
he trained with me so he wasn't as far as like here's what you do here's what you do there but it was the guy that's always been there in the business for me uh the celtic nightmare adam o'keefe but uh, travel wise and uh stuff like that tony thunder and rush jones those are my guys so now that you my friend are in year seven you're uh I'm not going to say you, you're, you're getting gray. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that at all because I am. Um, but then again, I'm much, much older. Now that you are a seasoned veteran, is there any moments or times when you've had people come up to you and either they're nervous or they're scared or they're worried or, or whatever it may be? Have you ever had a chance to maybe pull somebody aside or, or just talk to them? Or maybe you pick up on the body language and you realize, you know what? They might need a little talking to as far as just, hey, you know, let's keep it together and remember where you're at. Is there anybody that you've you've done that for or anything that you've realized, you know what, I got to pay it forward. Russ did it for me, and I want to do the same thing for the next group coming through? Uh, Yeah, so it actually has been kind of a recent thing. Guys have been coming up to me and asking advice and stuff like that. It's been kind of cool. Um, One kid I can say that I – gravitated towards to and helping as uh as far as uh body language was down and was having a rough time learning stuff uh kenzie black she uh she travels around with us as well but uh she, she was real she was one of those kids she was the only girl training with a whole bunch of guys so it was real rough for her and uh she'd get real down on herself and you know uh another kid that's trained with us now uh he goes by darren fly he just started his wrestling career. He was one of those kids that same way would, would uh, train and get real down on himself and kind of uh, question a lot and uh, needed that extra attention of like pull to the side, like, like, Hey, let's slow down. Let's, let's learn this way. You know what I mean? Maybe if we tried a different approach than what they've been trying, it'll work. And then as far as travel wise and trying to help the guys, I just, uh, uh, I'm I'm wrestling him coming up at Metro Pro Wrestling on uh, March 12th. Uh, Forever Young. He uh, he's a he's a guy coming up. I've uh, come to take a liking to. Uh, he's been reaching out to me, asking for advice, asking me to critique stuff, and he also uh, even came and he traveled with me. He came, picked me up, and we headed up to Legacy Pro Wrestling just so he could try to get a spot. So uh, I respected that a lot, and that, that made me want to help him a lot more. So, Question, is his entrance music Rod Stewart? <sighs> to be honest with you, I don't know. Uh, forever, he, forever Young, when you get done with this, go ahead and pull it up on your uh, on your cell phone. Rod Stewart's song, amazing. Have you heard that song? See, Freeland, the, the, this, is, this is where we split in differences. Oh, I hear for, I, you hear Forever Young, you go Rod Stewart. I hear Forever Young, and I go Jay Z. <laughs> See, here's that. You're the sugar, and I'm the spice. You're the shake, I'm the bake. We we have we come from different genres, my friend. That's what makes things so special. Um, let me ask you this on the line of etiquette here, because we hear so many different wrestlers bring up. You know, I was trained or I was raised in the wrestling business to do certain things with etiquette. Shake everyone's hand. Don't shake everyone's hand. Introduce yourself. Sit in the corner, stay the hell out of everybody's way, shut your mouth, keep your ears open, be respectful. What is it today, in your opinion? What is the right way to do it? What way were you trained? And do you have any stories of people who you just cringed and went, oh, yeah, yeah, I got to walk out because this is a little awkward. Um, so I was always taught, you know, you, you show up, you help set up, you shake everybody's hand. Uh, yeah, ask to help with whatever. Uh, you help tear down, you shake everybody's hand, and you leave. And uh, you know what I'm saying? So be respectful, be mindful, shut up and listen. Um, basically, do what the promoter asks. And uh, I, I feel that's beneficial in a lot of ways. So to me, that's how it should be done. Um, I have had, <laughs> I have seen an incident where a guy, I, I don't even know his name to be honest with you, so I can't say don't even name names. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was at a show up in Michigan, and he just he wanted to try to. He, nobody knew who he was. He had to been a relatively green guy, and uh, he showed up. He worked this 
match and uh he tried to leave immediately after now this he also brought his own heavyweight title with him and yeah it was a very interesting cat so he went to leave the show without helping tear down or say goodbye to the boys and uh one of the guys that helped train uh, Steve Sterling did not take a liking to that and it got <laughs> it was a very very long day for him he uh he he tore down the boards by himself. Let's just say that. So, wow, wow. That, that that's the second uh, worst thing you wanted to sit there and do. Yeah, is, absolutely. Is tear, tear down the boards. That's that's horrible. Well, it's, a, it's a it's a respect thing. You know what I mean? Exactly. Don't, don't just show up and expect expect, and then you want to leave. And like no, like at least be thankful for what you got. You know what I'm saying? None of us, none of us owe the wrestling business anything. Well, well, Isaiah, I'm going to sit there and throw a little respect out because I kind of like what you said about what Forever Young went and did. He came, picked you up. He did. You guys, you guys went to the show together just to try to get a spot on. So I'm yes. going to reach out, reach out to you afterwards. Give me his contact information. I, I want to get the man on the show. I sure know? will. Hey, he'll be great. He's. Uh, I'll give him credit. He's great with like the YouTube thing. He's, he's on all that. So he'll be a good guy to have on. But no, just just the amount of respect and and you know, I love to see a guy go the extra mile because somebody like him doing that is going to get that that little extra help from not just you but for everybody else also. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I think you'd agree, Isaiah. It's it's all about separating yourself from the rest of the herd. When you're when you're new, right? You want to try to find ways to make yourself stand out, not being you know cocky or anything like that, but just basically saying, "Hey, you know, I'm here. I'm available." Um, we had a lot of wrestlers make comments that they would sometimes, depending on if some in someone in the car was riding to a show, they weren't booked, but they still went to the show just to throw an extra pair of hands in to help out, and then mm -hmm. that leads, my friend, to a booking. Uh, mm -hmm. Any unique story is about just showing up and, and be willing to be a team player, even to people you don't know that led to something else down the road. Uh, yeah. So uh, Theo and I rode with Rush Jones down to uh, it was called rival showdown. And uh, so we went down there and I and actually it was uh, me. It was me, Theo, Tyler. Uh, we all rode with Russ and we went down there and the first time we went down there, uh, like you said, it was just to help out, to uh, see what we could do, see if we could get a spot or whatever. And cool thing, uh, we ended up being a part of, uh, I think it was Mojo's entrance or whatever. And, uh, wow. Dan Housen was his opponent and ended up, uh, I ended up getting choke slammed by, I think I got choke slammed by Dan Housen. Tyler got beat up. Theo. We all had a good time. It was a really, really cool moment. And then the next time that we went, it was Theo and I, and we ended up getting, it was a two minute opener spot to put over a guy that was coming in from impact down their show. And uh, so it was just kind of cool that they gave us that little, little bit of a platform to kind of like, Hey, we can go a little bit before we got beat up again. So but it's a commercial though. It's a commercial for your product. And every mm -hmm. time they put you in that ring, it is all about how well you can do what they ask you to do. And I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Gosh, there's so many things I want to ask. I, let me ask you when it comes to traveling up and down the roads and we often hear about, well, Hey, we're going to share a hotel room or mm -hmm. such and such is super stingy with, with what they eat or what they pack in their bag. Um, what is your protocol when it comes to being on the road? I mean, are you the McFoley where I pack everything in my bag? I'm not going to spend a dime outside of what I need to as far as gas or whatever like that. Maybe some ibuprofen afterwards. Are you just that I'm ready? I got my shit together. Uh, thank you, but I'm on a budget. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> Uh, I, that's the thing though, is that's kind of how I was raised as a kid. I'm not a very materialistic guy. You know what I mean? Like if we have to go out and travel and stay in a hotel, blah, 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 that's cool. That's fine. But, uh, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with throwing what I need in for the day slash night. You know what I mean? We stop at the gas stations, whatever. We'll stop and get food. Let's get to the show. Let's do our job. Let's get out. Let's get home. Have, you know what I'm saying? Have fun. Be safe. <laughs> no, no uh, Absolutely. 
but yeah, I'm not a very like I'll go out. I don't mind going out and having a drink or whatever without with the boys and stuff like that to have a good time. But uh, no, nine times out of ten, I'm I'm usually let's let's go get something to eat. Let's head home. I gotta get some. Let, let, let me ask you this question. Uh, I've had a few people tell me they feel comfortable, and I've had some people say, I don't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Blading. Blading. Now, has that been a situation where a promoter has talked to you about it, or has there been a situation where, hey, it's your call, Isaiah, do what you want to do out there, and you either did it or didn't do it? What's your thoughts on that? Because you know, you are very artistic just from the conversation we're having right now. You know, you, it seems like you're very meticulous in the way you do things. And, and this has to be, um, you know, prompted by this and, and everything has to have its certain place. What's your thoughts on blading itself and how do you use it or choose not to use it? Um, I believe that it has its place in, uh, if, if the story in the match calls for it. Uh, so if, if it's worth it, like I, like you said, I'm very like this way, that way. Yeah. If it makes sense, the story calls for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I say it's okay. I wouldn't just go out there and, Hey, let's go out there and, you know, bash each other over the head for no reason and bleed all over. Cause you're no, that's just, that's dumb to me. Like, (laughs) but, um, no, I have before and for the right story. Uh, it was a buildup. I uh, I was running a it was a story with uh, D.W. Kelly at EHF, and it ended up uh, ending in a cage match. And that was after we had cut his hair and and uh, we cost him the title so many times, et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, hang on, my light messing up. There we go. <laughs> but uh, no, I believe if if it's if the story calls for it, then yes. But just to be out there bleeding to bleed, no, I don't think that's worth it. Smart young man right there. Smart, smart, smart. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna throw it to the writ. Oh, God, I can't believe we're doing this. See, this is what <laughs> happens, Rit. This is how we don't have friends. Because we Lord. ask them questions right now. We put them on the spot. We put them on the spot. Look at this. We're all getting along here. You're going to ask him the question, aren't you? For, Freeland, I don't know what you're talking about. We're all friends. You know, well, what's the, uh, 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 I'm, I'm Sophia, you're mm-hmm. Dorothy. Whoa, why do I got to be the ugly one? Why is that always got to be? There was no fat golden girl, so I got to be the ugly one? I appreciate that. But we got Blanche down here below us. But no, Hey, Isaiah is the good looking one. I tell you what, I'm going to mention something about that before we go okay. off, uh, before we're done here. But I'm going to let you ask Isaiah the question. Okay, Isaiah, hot tub time machine. Lord have mercy. You can go back in the time to any match in pro wrestling history. You're going to take somebody out of the match, and you're putting Isaiah Moore in the match. Oh, shit. <laughs> what match What match is it, and why? No pressure. No pressure. This, this is like one of those short answer questions that you would take on a test. You'd be like, oh, okay. Oh, shit, this is long. And then I got to give a why that's reason? A, that's a really good question. Um, we've had some great answers. You know, over the what seven, eight months we've been asking this question. Absolutely, we have. I have an idea. As he, as you're thinking, we're we're going to kind of have a conversation here about what we think you may say. All right, Rit. So he mentioned the Rock. He mentioned Stone Cold. Okay. Now, I'm not a mind reader. I'm I'm going to say it could be a Rock Austin match. Very well, could be. It no, could be no, a- no. It could be a. What do you think about Brett Austin? Brett Austin. I'm, I'm thinking that think could be. That could be. be that was Austin, good storytelling. But but I, I think Isaiah is going to go Brett Austin, but he's taking Shamrock out and he wants to be the the, Ooh, the special guest enforcer. Yes. Yeah, I don't know about that though because he's the enforcer. But I think Isaiah would want to be in a match where his hand's going to get raised. I don't think he's going to be doing the job. Or, or or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's humble enough where he'll do the job. What are we thinking here? I don't care about winning and losing. <laughs> um, hey, Jerry Lynn says, pin me, pay me. So that's what it matters, right? There it is. If I right, was to go to back, if I was to go back, uh, you were almost right on the tail. I almost did pick Brett and Austin. But I always loved Rock and Austin. Uh, was it 17? 
when they did the turn 17 in the Astrodome. That is the one that I would pick, and I would probably I'd be the Rock. I'd take him out, and I'd put me wow. in. Wow, that's a great match. That's a that's a classic all time match right there. That's if a, you could challenge anybody right now, currently in wrestling, literally. The whole, every wrestling locker room is open right now, and they're all watching you live right now. You have a chance to call somebody out. Who would you call out right now for your big match? Who are you calling? Randy Orton. Wow. Wow. That's a great pick right there. Uh, I would have went a completely different way. I would have said Matt Cardona because he's the hottest thing on the indies right now. Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, but Randy's the Viper, and Randy is is very, very good at telling a story with his facial. He has yeah. eyes. He's that's just what very. It's that storytelling. Oh my Freeland, gosh! I don't know about you, but I value my body parts because 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 once he sits there and does that snap that snap power slam, and then he starts stepping on my ankle, my hand, I ain't moving. I can't. Move. <laughs> I can barely move now. Well, I'm north of 300 right now, and if he and if he snapped, uh, power slammed me, and he didn't hurt himself, and then he did the turnaround punching the mats, I think I would defecate enough to get me down to about a buck fifty. I think I could. <laughs> I think I could. But I, I want to say this in, in a completely normal way: you are a good-looking dude. You got a great smile. You're obviously in great shape right now. I feel like. You have the mentality, the mindset, the knowledge, the look. I think you're going to do amazing in your career, and uh, all of us support you 100%. We can't wait to see all the things that you're going to do. And is there any chance we could bring you back for uh, for a follow up and, and shoot the breeze and find out where you're at down the road? Uh, first of all, thank you for that. I really appreciate that. Thank you guys for having me on as well. And absolutely, I, uh, <laughs> you guys are pretty awesome. <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> there and watch banter back and forth so anytime you guys want to talk i'm down for it man well it's because hey. we take a lot of medication um i can speak I took seven pills before this so uh, f- first things first as soon as you are get a chance to be on aew dark because i know it's coming i have been first. oh he's been Pretty on good. aew oh yeah three um, times yeah he's taking on john silver alex reynolds absolutely man where the heck he, I, I, he, I he beat their asses. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. I you did the O'Connor O Pele in the last time I was there against Santana and Ortiz. Yes. Move. He took out he took out the, the inner circle. Oh man. And then he, he grabbed the mic and sang Judas. Made them all run away. Mind. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Hey, the Rod Stewart thing. Check out. Check out Forever Young. I swear you will never look at him the same way. And uh just find out if he's a Rod Stewart fan. Um, Isaiah, let's do this real quick. It is Plug-O-Mania. Social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, swipe left, whatever this stuff is. I have no idea because I'm old and I'm not on social media. So, Are you trying to say he has a Tinder account? I have no idea. Is that the thing with swipe. the – I don't I, see, I don't know social swipe media. Left. What do we got? Oh, man, you're calling me out. I'm terrible at knowing my own social names. Uh, my Instagram, I believe, is H underscore Isaiah Moore underscore H. Uh, Twitter, that I'm terrible at. I'm not sure. H Isaiah underscore Moore H. Yep. Okay, here's the deal with the underscores. The Rit, can you see the screen right here? This is the Ritz, okay? When I told him to come up with a, uh, it's at underscore the underscore writ. Oh my gosh! It's because I went and tried to put it on just the writ. I'm yeah, just terrible it. at social media, man. It, it's well, I love to say, I love to cut a promo, but I'm like as far as like going out and tweeting and this and that. I'm not a very like. Here's what I'm doing, guys. So I'm bad at it. It's bad. Can people? Do you have a place where people can go to buy your merch? Pro wrestling tees. Uh, pro wrestling tees. I'm on there. Uh, Brain Buster Tees. You can find me on there. Perfect. Uh, yeah, those we'll make two. sure we push those. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Now, where are you at right now? I, I keep thinking, are you in a car? Are you in a... I am in a car. Uh, my kids were still awake, so I had to escape. Oh, okay. 
I was like, is he in a gym? Is he, where is he? I'm very. No, I went to the gym early. I'm an early bird, man. Nice. And I'm glad to see you're an Ohio State fan as well. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Not not ever. Go, not go one Buckeye? chance. Uh, I didn't think so. The blue? Was <laughs> that the score? <laughs> Isaiah Moore, thank you so much for coming on. Give the kids a hug from us and stay safe and we'll touch base with you, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for having me on and hope to talk to you soon. Sounds Thanks, good. Take care, Isaiah. See ya. All right. Isaiah Moore right there. Great conversation with. Uh, with an up-and-coming superstar. I mean, the guy has all the tools it takes right now. I think that he's humble, which I think is a big thing. He's humble. He understands his body. He understands what risks to take and what not to take. And I think being young and having a family, I think it also grounds you. Um, and it makes you put things into perspective as far as, you know, where are my priorities at, you know? And I don't know. It just seems like he's he is ahead of what his chronological age is. Yeah, and I'm kind of jealous now because, heck, you got to spend more time than I have with John Silva. And I've been trying to sit there and get with him for, I don't know, how long, Mr. Whipwreck. <clears throat> well, speaking of that, uh, you guys know that uh, Mikey was at NYWC, hung out with uh, all the boys there. Oh, yes, Tony Tony Nice, you know, Johnny Hungy. Yes. Yeah, don't worry, I, I shot him a few texts. Yeah, I told him, I said, man, what's going on here, buddy? You uh, going to talk to your friends, you know, throw us a bone? But uh, but no, getting back to Isaiah, uh, very excited about what is next for him. Um, he's had great success so far. He's been on AEW numerous times with the Inner Circle and taking on the Dark Order. So hopefully we'll see him again. And man, it's just exciting. This is the beauty of Future Stars now. We get to see guys as they... They come up the ranks, and, and we get to hear their stories and how they're being trained and who trains them. So we get a pretty good idea, a pretty good landscape of what wrestling looks like right now in the Indies. Yeah, and we're on the ground floor with them as they rise to the top, where we will continue to bring them in their journey to all you fans. Love it, love it. Ritster, it's always good to catch up back with you, man. It's been, it feels like it's been forever and a day. Yeah. You know, well, we were back on Tuesday. You know, it's Friday now, and we got another one coming up in a, in a couple of days. So we definitely, we definitely do. But hey, okay, Freeland. It was good talking to you. You as well. So until next time, check out our Twitch page, check out our YouTube page, and well, I am the Red. He's Mike Freeland. See you next time on Future Stars Now.